We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. It is a brisk Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley, along with my pal Jody Mack. I'm Glenn Mack now. Mike Sealski traveling to Indianapolis today for tomorrow's game. Jody, how are you, pal? Brisk? What are you talking about? It's beautiful outside today. Brisk can be beautiful. Oh, no, sunny but chilly. You, I'll tell you where brisk is. Your old stomping grounds, <laughs> I know. upstate New York. You want to talk about brisk? I know. Can't even play a game. I know. Be, be thankful we are here in the Delaware Valley right about now, just because it might be a tad brisk outside. Uh, and I don't think we're going to get four feet of snow, so that's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. So, Jody Mack, I want to get your opinion right off the bat on something, because I think it was a bit of overreaction city around here this week. Uh, a lot of gloom and doom for a team that stands at 8-1. and one. Fire Jonathan Gannon. They're going to fall apart and miss the playoffs. The success is not sustainable. Uh, to which I would say, I'm not going to tell you there aren't some issues, but relax. I am curious if you see the big picture any differently. Very similar, uh, maybe just slightly differently. Uh, and again, we all get our reaction different ways. I did a show during the week, uh, my Birds 365, which we take feedback on, your social media exchanges. Uh, not as much panic in the streets as i think you just put forth but one thing that i think you are dead on accurate about is the disdain for jonathan gannon in this town <laughs> and oh by the way i have a serious i mean serious critique of jonathan gannon but it's not the guy should be run out of town right that they're one of the top defenses in the national football league depending on what metric depending on what analytics you want to look at and we could debate that till the cows come home um but they're not a bad defense by any stretch of the imagination and to suggest that they should run off a coach who's the defense coordinator on a team that five days ago was undefeated is kind of ludicrous. That's why I saw the massive overreaction. Right. And Good. I get it because the, the, the Gannon is not liked in this town. He's not the cut out of the same mold of former defensive coordinators and or defensive head coaches we've had here and down. And there's only one way to do it in the minds of a percentage of the Eagles fans. And it's blood and guts. It's kill the quarterback. It's blitz on every single down. And that's just not the NFL in 2022. And these people need to catch up and realize that that's the case. The, the overreaction to me was almost exclusively tied to the defensive coordinator. Okay. So, and you kind of hinted at something else, which is where I think we should go next, which is the Washington game 
And the game before it, the Houston game, kind of exposed some definite weaknesses in that defense. Top of the list is defense against the run. I don't think the sky is falling, but they have an aspect of their game that is increasingly showing that it needs to get fixed. They lost Jordan Davis. That hurt. Damian Pierce ran wild over them that Thursday night, but the Texans are a bad team, so Eagles won without too much problem. And then Washington held the ball for 40-plus minutes on Monday. It's funny, Jody, because the, the commies averaged 3.1 yards a carry, but they always seem to have third and short, and they always seem to convert. Uh, and now they catch a Colts team with the great Jonathan Taylor. Upcoming after that is Aaron Jones, uh, the Packers, and Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley. And that, that gets a little scary. So they reacted this week and brought in two former All-Pro defensive tackles. And I guess they're believing and or hoping that that cures all wounds and ills of their inability to stop the run. We'll see. I have no idea what Linval Joseph and or Dominican Sue have left in the tank. You have to like it if you're an Eagle fan because they're signifying we're all in. We, we don't believe, despite the fact that a percentage of our fan base might believe the sky is falling, we don't. We think we're a legit Super Bowl contender, and we're going to go to whatever links we have to try and fix the problems that we have. And you got to love that about your team. When they do that, if you're a fan of that team, you have to love it, that they're, yep. they're pushing their chips into the middle of the table. Uh, so that's a very good sign. Now, will it work? I don't know. we got to see these guys on the field and see what they have left. It's a little disconcerting to me that neither one of these two had signed with a team throughout the season, have been sitting on the sidelines for the first 10 weeks of the year. Um, we'll see if it's just they were holding out for the right contract, they're holding out for the right team to land with. Hopefully that's the case, that they were just waiting for the Eagles to call and, and uh, tell them they'd like to add them to their defensive line. But I do appreciate the fact that the team is all in to win this year and Howie Roseman got both of those deals done. The downside is it kind of tells you what they think of Marlon Tuipolotu and Milton Williams. Well, he's hurt. Marlon is hurt. He's he's, he's out. He's on the IR. So I think he's also out. So that, yes. um, Right. But we have no idea when Marlon's coming back. Right. But not soon. So, so the, I, I think you're right. I think they needed to make a move, and um, they signed two guys who together weigh about 700 pounds. And Jody, they're about as old as you and I. Um, I, I agree with what you said in terms of you know all praise to Howie to do it. I hope I'm wrong on what I'm about to say. You know what it feels a little bit like to me. What's back that? when you and I were doing the show back in the 90s, like those flyer pickups of. Adam Oates and Paul Coffey, and, and remember all those moves the Flyers would make? And like, oh, look, they got Adam Oates, man. He's great. Well, once was. Hope I'm wrong. Better days so, are behind them. I, the, oh, yeah. The, the one I remember most about you and I was when they got Dale Howard Chuck. <laughs> And we had Bobby Clark on hours before, oh, hours, oh, yes, hours before, and he said, we're not planning on doing anything. Uh, exactly. I'm not going to be dictated to by the rest of the National Hockey yeah. League. And then hours later, they went out and got Dale Howard. Yeah, as we're talking, it was like, uh, no moves for me. Oh, phone's ringing. I got to go. <laughs> Ten minutes later, we were... <laughs> Jody, I was shocked. Bobby Clark lied to us, Jody. Yeah, I, he did. Just I could not believe that. Us. All right, uh, so. I think of the two, Sue is the more impactful guy. He was, he was. Listen, last year he was good with Tampa. Uh, he had six sacks. 
He's very durable. He's he hasn't missed a game by injury since 2011. Before this year, you remember he was good in the Eagles against the playoffs this, uh, last year. So I I think he's got the better shot. I also somebody wrote something very funny on Twitter. They wrote Sue is here to fill Derek Barnett's role. We haven't had a stupid personal foul guy since oh, week one. Oh, shot on goal score. <laughs> I mean, he does, but you know, I think he can he can be good. Do you remember? I'm not sure it was the last time, but the time with Linval Joseph. Jody Mack, I take you back to October 2018. Balls out, picked up by the Vikings. Joseph, can he win this long foot race? Linval Joseph, no flags, touchdown Minnesota. Carson Wentz versus the Eagles, scoreless game, snags the uh, pick six, a fat man touchdown. Vikings Eagles 2018. That's that's uh, my that's my memory of him. Somehow I've uh, added that, that one you? from my memory, uh, which okay. uh, is, I guess, somewhat understandable. Um, here's where I might disagree with you. If you're just asking the question, who do I think's got more left in the tank, Sue or Joseph? I'd probably come down on your side and say Sue. But if the Eagles stick to what they do, and oh, I'll get to that in a second. That's my biggest gripe with Jonathan Gannon. Oh yeah, oh we got a lot on that one. Sure. Then. It, it might very well be Joseph because his game is more comparable to what they're missing with Jordan Davis. He's a true space-eating, nose-tackle, put-him-in-the-middle, occupied to uh, uh, offensive linemen so someone else can make tackles. And Dominican Sue is more like when he and Fletcher Cox were both at the top of their game, very similar players, can both play the run and get some pressure up the middle, get the passer. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what Sue's role is going to be. They may just ask him to do what uh, the, the, the hole they have in their defensive line is right now. I don't know if that's his strength at this time, but that has been Linval Joseph's strength throughout his career. Okay. Well, maybe maybe that proves to be the case. Um, and yes, we will in a moment talk about what I think you're alluding to, which is defensive scheme. But I will say before that, the Eagles now have five defensive linemen over age 30. Sue is 35. Joseph's 34. Brandon Graham is 34. Robert Quinn. You remember they got Robert Quinn? Yeah. He's 32. Fletcher Cox is 31, going on about 60. And Javon Hargrave turns 30 before the Super Bowl. Um Again, I am not going to panic, and I keep telling people, like, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. But if there is one thing that – did you and I – it might have been Mike and I, the couple of weeks ago, kind of ranked the Eagles units from top to bottom, right? Their receiving core is this good, and their secondary is this good, and so on. Um, and at that time, I said they don't have any unit that I would say is less than good in NFL standards. Defensive line's getting pretty old, and I worry that moving forward in a 17-game season with playoffs, those guys can wear down because I worry that I'm already seeing that. What are your thoughts? Mm, it all depends on uh, injuries, that if guys start getting hurt, and they, uh, you can never tell with the Eagle injuries during the week because they give guys off during rest uh, time that you can't uh, know anything until they actually get out there on Sundays. Uh, if they get uh, their big rookie DT back, yeah, I would still call their defensive line good because they can get after the passer, um, and they are they now have uh, tremendous depth if Joseph and uh, Sue are a 
portion of what they've been for their entire career. No, I, I, I wouldn't call it a weakness, but it's not a super strength. But uh, I think you used the word good. Would I still call their defensive line good? Yeah, I would. Okay. I worry that it will wear down. We will see. Let's get to what I think you're uh, wanting to get to, which is the fact that the Eagles have made a decision on defense this year. It is kind of their scheme that like that they will give up the run to prevent the big play. They are very effective at not giving up the big play. They've given up the fewest plays over 20 yards of any team in the NFL. That's nice. Problem is, opposition teams have figured out, hey, we can run all day. And if you have a good running back, and I don't even know that Washington had a particularly above-average running back, you can, that's the Eagles' flaw, and have yet to show a way to overcome that. Uh, is that where you were headed? Absolutely. Yeah. Here's, here's my take. While I agree with the overall, all large arching overall way of getting things done and scheming like in the National Football League, I actually think the Eagles are a little ahead of the curve. They might be a little further down the road than most other teams, if not all other teams. But here's the problem with it. If you're so stringent in it, that this is the, the the way it must be done. It's the only way it can be done. It's our way or the highway. Yeah, other teams are going to adjust. And you're right. The James Robinson is a good between-the-tackles runner. He's not a top two, top five, top ten runner. Oh, they're coming up on the schedule rather shortly. You have to be able to adjust. You can't think, you can't be so arrogant and stubborn that because we've got a good grasp on our system and the way we play football, we're just going to be able to roll it out there every single week, darn the opponent, darn what the other team is doing. We're going to inflict our will on the other team. You're good, but you're not that good. We're not talking about eight all pros here on defense for the Eagles where you can just say, yeah, we know what we're going to do. For, I've referenced this with you and with others, Johnny Mack, my partner on Birds 365. Uh, and this will be a little painful for Eagle fans to listen to. When you and I were partners, the Dallas Cowboy offense, with five Hall of Famers on the front line, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame running back, and a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Jimmy Johnson could hand his playbook to the other team's coach and go, here's what we're going to run. And then they'd go out and run it because mm. they were just more talented than the other team and said, we can tell you, but we're going to execute it well enough that we don't believe you can stop us. And for the most part, you couldn't. This Eagle defense is not that good. They're not on that level. We're not looking at eight Hall of Famers on this Eagle defense. So you have to be able to adjust. You have to have some flexibility. And the Eagles are showing none. So rather than show flexibility this week, Howie Roseman says, well, let me go out and get reinforces. Let's bring in a couple of uh, maybe Hall of Fame level players that are well past their prime. We'll just plug them in and they'll do what Jordan Davis did so we can stick to the defense we play. Why don't you just put another line back on the field? Are you telling me that uh, uh, N'Kobe Dean can't cover the other team's backup tight end? You have that much fear that the other team's backup tight end is going to beat you down the field for a 50-yard touchdown pass that you can't put this kid on the field. Nope, that's not uh, Jonathan Gannon. He's going to play his five DBs, two linebackers, and four defense linemen every single play, come heck or high water, doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah, and it is an interesting year in the NFL because... 
I mean, I think you're right. The Eagles are ahead of the curve in having this as their defensive philosophy, but it has become more prevalent, and so other teams are compensating. I just read this the other day. A guy named Mike Tanier, who I follow, T-A-N-I-E-R, on Twitter. He's a good football guy, writes for this for the New York Times. NFL teams are averaging 122 rushing yards per game this season, highest since 1987, and runners are averaging 4.5 yards per carry this season, highest ever. So what has been a passing league on offense is dealt with by defenses like the Eagles saying, okay, we're going to play the pass, as in we're going to play the big play. So now offenses are switching back and saying, okay, you'll give us the run, we'll run. And they're running effectively. By the way, Ray Dinger wins the day. He's, he's finally got what he wants. Um the pendulum is swinging back. What has been a passing game, now the defenses are built to prevent the big play, sacrificing the short yards. So for the first time, we're, they're swinging back. And, and you're right. The Eagles have to figure it out. It is not and, – and listen, I think they signed those two defensive backs for what you say, but for another couple reasons. One is when Jordan Davis does come back, he's a rookie. He weighs three hundred and whatever sixty pounds. He's not going to be in, you know, great shape to play right away. He's just not. And the other thing is, you saw the other night Fletcher Cox played seventy plays, and um, Javon Hargrave played sixty six. And Cox said on Wednesday that he he felt like bleep because mm-hmm. uh, he was overworked. He was overworked, but he didn't do anything. I think he's had. Uh, five tackles in the last three games, something like that. I mean, he's he's been non-existent. Uh, the, the, uh, he is a great player who will go into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Jody, I got fear that he's kind of shot, and I think they may have fear that he's kind of shot. Yeah, I said this on Birds 365 on, on Tuesday. Um, the two defensive players for me in a night where the defense got exposed, the two worst players were Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox. Now, Darius Slay is playing to a Pro Bowl level, has been all year long. He threw in a clunker. A couple of the passes that looked like he was the main guy in coverage were uh, zone coverages, and he might not have been in the exact right spot, but it looked even worse than it was. But don't kid yourself, Darius Slay had a pretty bad night, and he didn't take as much accountability as I would have liked after the game. But uh, anyway. Uh, the, boy, that, that's the first. Uh He's Slay. He's big play Slay, and you have to believe that, all right, this week he'll go back to being big play Slay because he'd been pretty darn close to phenomenal for the first eight games. He'd been great all year, absolutely. Right. Fletcher, not so much. What what game do you want to point to this year where you go, well, Fletcher was a key cog in our defense on the defensive line? I don't have one off the top of my head. I know he got his hand in on several tackles. Well, that's because – the, the, just by process of elimination, the commanders ran so many plays, he had to get his hand in on a couple of tackles. I did not think Fletcher Cox played well, and yes, I feared that the uh, the, the backing up of Fletcher Cox's talent level is picking up speed. Yeah, uh, I do too. The, the, the best game he had, I thought, was the first game against Washington, uh, he had, a, I think, a sack and a half or whatever. But, yeah, he is uh, – and maybe a forced fumble. But he's – yeah, he. the more he plays, the worse he looks. And so a guy that age, that much mileage on him, again, I salute him as a great eagle, but you can't ask him to play 70 plays a game. I don't know that you can ask him to play 40 plays a game. Um, 
right, real quick before we go to break. By the way, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Tomorrow is the Colts. They beat the Raiders last week in Jeff Saturday's first game. Jody, I did not see a snap of it. I don't know what to think. Uh, Matt Ryan is back at quarterback. He had a, what, a 39-yard 39, 39 run? Yeah, oh, I saw that play. I seen that on replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of lot of room, a lot of space. Did a quick aside on that one play. Um, I we had uh, a Colts uh, uh, guy on to talk about the matchup on Birds three sixty five this week, and he shared this with us. I didn't see it. Matt Ryan's wife commented on that play that he was heading toward the sidelines. And he did a stop, plant, and reverse field and just left the D-back in the dirt and turned it upfield and went for another almost 20 yards. His wife commented, yeah, well, there was no way Matt was going back to the bench. That he was heading toward the side. After he had gotten benched, he turned it back upfield. It was a hell of a play by the uh, ancient like that. quarterback that is. But his wife had the best tweet on the play. So I I like that. I, I, I hate well, I don't know if I hate doing the worry meter because I do it. Uh, I was at a 2.0 against Washington. I was clearly wrong. I am at a 4 on a scale of 1 to 10, my worry meter for tomorrow. Uh, the Colts did beat the Chiefs earlier this year. They have a good kicking game, good special teams, which is, to me, the weakest part of the Eagles being the special teams. So I will tell you my worry meter is a 4. What do you say? Probably in the very same neighborhood you're in. And it comes down to one very simple thing. Can the Colts do exactly what the Washington football team did, the the commanders did? Can they photocopy that and just roll it out there and go, all right, we're going to do the same exact thing? And or are either of the two newest additions, they've both been here about 20 minutes, able to step in and make the Eagles better against the run? Or, and I would put this at about a 2% chance, Will Jonathan Gannon react and make changes to his defense if Jonathan Taylor goes for 85 yards in the first half? I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'd like to know the answer. I don't. If you tell me that that's not going to be an issue, that's no way Jonathan Gannon is going to do, okay, fine, my confidence meter is a nine. But I don't know, and if I were a betting man, I would probably bet against the Eagles making adjustments. I think the adjustment is let's plug in our newest Eagles. They should be fresh. They haven't played all year. We don't know exactly whether they can even play at all, but let's give it a shot. I don't know if that's going to be enough. Yeah, that's a lot to ask for guys who are stepping off a plane uh, and haven't played this year. But as my friend Jody McDonald always said, we shall see what we shall see. Uh, so here's the deal. Let me give you the numbers again, 215-592-9494. Coming up, we're going to uh, uh, do our Scheib Sports, This Week in Philadelphia Sports History, and off of that, give you a chance to win a $50 Scheib gift card with a very fun little twist. we got some good Phillies conversation we're going to get into later. Sixers won last night, maybe sustained an injury. We will talk about them. We'll always work the Flyers in, um, and a whole lot going on today, including our NFL picks. So we would love you to join us. He is Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. A 94 WIP. Hey, United Tires Black Friday Super Pricing has arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. They're offering up to $120 off select sets of BF Goodrich and Michelin tires. Now through Cyber Monday, call or go to unitedtire.com for sale details or stop by your local United Tire store today. 
The weather doesn't get much better from here, so if you're needing tires, now's a great time to take advantage of great savings at United Tire. Don't drive a... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Glenn Mac now 94 WIP. G Mac, I want I want yeah, to run, let me run one more thing by you before uh, we yeah. hit the phones and or uh, hit the contest. I don't know if you saw this this morning, uh, but there is another player who is making a pitch for himself to join in on this Eagle playoff run this upcoming year. He played, as in doesn't play it anymore, but uh, he's been inactive the last nine weeks, kind of like the two guys Eagles just added. This guy's kind of been active for the last nine weeks and two years on top of that. But former Eagle Darren Sproles says he can come no. off the couch no. and do a better job and give them a playoff run, kind of like what Eric Weddle did for the Rams last year. Oh. And he is volunteering his services to come in and uh, return punts and or kicks for the Philadelphia Eagle. Get away. Oh, well, hold on. Apparently, Vince Quinn's got some audio of this. Let's play it. Kyle Quinn. Jesus, Kyle. When I'm watching the games on Sunday, Sometimes I'll be like, man, I, they call me right now uh, to go get some punch or something like that. I think I can still do it. What do you got? What do you got left? Tell me, Darren, really. I can give you a great playoff run. Uh, he is one of my all-time favorite players. I have no idea what he's got. He he retired, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Three. This would Three. be two and a half years since he yeah, was last well, on the field. It's a lot of time on the couch. I don't know what he's doing. You know, maybe he's running sprints every day. Uh, I think the easy answer is to say he could not be worse than what they have. I stand to lose dinner at Ralph's in my stupid bet with Mike Sealski over the Eagles return game. Somehow I bought into the fact that Britton Covey might be good. Well, I bought into the fiction that Britton Covey might be good. Uh, I'm down 6-1 to one on that bet. So I would vote, <laughs> sight unseen, I would vote yes to Darren Sproles. Uh, I, I guess this was on the Up and Adams show, K. Adams on, uh, is it FanDuel or DraftKings? FanDuel. FanDuel. FanDuel Network 
uh, yesterday. She had Darren Sproles on, and he said, yeah, I'm ready to jump back in the fray. If they're going to bring Dominic and Sue off the couch, if they're going to bring uh, all these elder defensive players back, well, why don't they bring an old punt returner back? I can get the job done for the Eagles. Darren Sproles back in returning punts before the month is up. You're in, Mac. So I, I'm in only because the, what they have now is so hideous. I'm in in that I would certainly fly Darren Sproles in. I think he lives down in New Orleans or used to be from New Orleans. I would fly him up. I would certainly have him run around the stadium. And if he looked any good, I would say, Britton Covey, uh, where can we buy you a plane ticket to? And I saw this. I didn't see it on, on K's show yesterday, uh, but I saw that uh, my buddy BLG, Brandon Lee Gouton, put it up on Bleeding Green Nation. And uh, he means it. It, it. it He just played the clip, and it seems that uh, that's it, this isn't just him uh, being asked to come on a show and then uh, trying to have some fun. Oh, no, he sounded like a guy who believes that this could be the case and he would be ready, willing, and able to do so for his former team. And by the way, in that very same interview, he did confirm the story from 2017 where he confronted Carson Wentz about oh, uh, having to, yeah, you know, be happy for the team. You know, we're all injured. This is we're all dealing with the same thing. Is that sound that you're able to? Cut, I Kyle? will. Yeah, I'll come up with that. Just I see. Minutes. That'd be very interesting. That is one of the uh, major stories in terms of kind of Wentz turning against the team. The team turning against Wentz. Uh, his last year was 2019. Uh, as you say, Jody played six games. Uh, I, I don't remember his injury, but I'm pretty sure he got injured. And you know. Uh, look, I love the guy. He is now 30. He's 39. 39. Come on. He's a spring chicken compared he's, to you and me back now. Well, yeah, that may be, Jody, but I'm not returning any punts. Do you remember? Actually, it's probably even before your time. You're a few years younger than I am. Back in the 70s, George Allen became the coach of Washington. Sure. And George Allen created what was called the Over the Hill Gang. Oh, yeah. And he brought in all these players who had made a ton of Pro Bowls but were in their mid to late 30s, and he put them together and he had a playoff run with them. And, oh, by the way, traded every draft pick he had. So yes, that yes he was, did. You talk about what the Eagles did this week, pushing their chips into the middle of the table. Oh, George Allen did this 40, 50 years ago and said, draft picks, who the hell needs draft picks? Let's go for this. Yeah. Uh, and, and to the Eagles' credit, they haven't had to give up a draft pick at all to get uh, reinforcements from the 30-plus club, and it wouldn't cost a draft, draft pick for Darren Sproles either. All right, it is time for This Week in Philadelphia Sports History, brought to you by Scheib Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Visit their location at Wayne and Lancaster Avenues in downtown Wayne or at ScheibSports.com. Jody Mack, I take you back 16 years ago this weekend. It is early in the second quarter. The Eagles are trailing the Tennessee Titans 7-3. to I, I could not find the exact play itself, but this is when they cut away to the studio for the update, and the boys from CBS are about to give you an update on the Eagles-Tennessee game. Nothing. Then McNabb, who's struggling a little bit today, he scrambles to his right, lands awkwardly out of bounds. He's forced to leave the game. They're checking his right knee. It looks like it's a problem with his right knee. He's replaced by Jeff Garcia, and they're awaiting a word on Donovan McNabb and the injury. And as Dan was indicating again, apparent right leg injury there will certainly keep you updated on the injury status of Donovan McNabb. And again, as Dan indicated, Jeff Garcia in for the Eagles. Yeah, well, I can give you the update. 
McNabb tore his ACL, Jody Mack, putting the Eagles, uh, putting him on the IR for the second consecutive season. He was having a great year up to that point. He was leading the NFL in touchdown percentage and yards per attempt. The Titans, by the way, were 2-7 and seven at the time, led by rookie quarterback. Steve McNair? Vince Young. Vince Young. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Future Eagle. How'd that go? Dream team. Uh, well, that week, Tennessee beat the Eagles 31-13 to in the long term. Vince Young, no. But here's, here's where I'm going with this. Jeff Garcia, you remember, came in. The Eagles didn't win that game, but he became a folk hero. They won their last five regular season games. Uh, the Merry Christmas Philadelphia beat the Cowboys on Christmas Day in Dallas. It was, for Eagles fans, a great, great moment. He, he actually... I looked this up. He beat all three division opponents on the road in three straight weeks that December. Wow. Yeah. Had even better passing numbers than McNabb, throwing to the likes of Reggie Brown and Dante Stallworth and L.J. Smith. The Eagles beat the Giants in the playoffs that year. He becomes a – I think they lost to the Saints, I think. He becomes a folk hero. He gets votes for comeback player of the year, and then he was gone. And then McNabb came back. Thank you very much. He had the opportunity to go to Tampa, made a Pro Bowl at age 37, talking about old guys. Uh, and that's how it ended. So here's here's where I – first of all, let me let me back up and just ask you, you have any recollection of that, any, any thoughts on that whole thing? No, a couple of mea culpas from yours truly. Number one, I thought Vince Young was going to be a heck of a player coming out of Texas. I said, this guy's going to be a, a franchise quarterback. Oops. Number two, I apologize on Wednesday night here on WIP. I'll do so again for uh, weekend listeners. I-, I was guilty, as a lot of WIP guys were, maybe even you and uh, Sielski last weekend, uh, for talking about the Eagles in an undefeated season. And I did so in a very hypothetical way, yeah. saying, what happens if yeah, yeah. you get uh, to week 15 and uh, Jalen Hurts looks in the camera and says, Merry Christmas, Philadelphia, because on December 24th, they beat the Cowboys in Dallas and they're 15-0. and My question was, how are the Eagles going to handle the last two games of the season? Are they going to put everybody on the bench, history in the making, and say, hell with this, we're going to win a Super Bowl? It wasn't so much a braggadocia of the Eagles going undefeated as it was to ask a hypothetical question, but it gave me remembrances of uh, Jeff Garcia on Christmas that Jalen Hurts could do the same thing again this year. So, again. I apologize because I went down the undefeated road and yeah, that blew up in everybody's did. face uh, this week. Yeah, you know, you 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 kind of everybody kind of dream. By the way, just one quick throwaway because I always you know, I look up like what are we going to do for the Shibe Sports Week? Also, just on this day in 1976, Rocky debuted. Really? Yes. Why did I think it was a summer movie? Maybe that was no, Rocky too. No, no, no. I I remember you're, you're thinking of Jaws. Um, no, I'm thinking of Rocky too because I oh, remember Rocky the too. girl I went to the movie with. Oh, I remember the girl I went to the movie with. I married it, her. That would be Mrs. Mack now. It was uh, like one. Of, it was. It was. If it wasn't our first date, but it was like one of our first three dates. Yeah. Okay. The girl. And, the girl I went with to Rocky too. Nice girl. Still like her, but uh, no, didn't become Mrs. McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> a different date at the time. But I know it's during the summer because that's when we dated, during the summer. So yeah. it must be Rocky, too. I'm getting the two Rockies confused. That, that's fine. Uh, what I remember about seeing Rocky the first time in a theater, right? And you saw it the first time in a theater as well? 
Yeah, I obviously, you're so on a sure, date. Yeah. yeah, you didn't take her to your house to watch on TV. No, I don't remember Rocky 1, but I so, remember going oh, to Rocky 2. Right. So Rocky 1, it's like we didn't know anything going in, right? And nobody did. It, it was not a big-name release. They kind of took it out, and they didn't realize until it gained momentum what they had on their hands. And I remember watching it in a theater, and it was uh, it was right around Christmas. And, um, it actually, yeah, it was right around Christmas, and the theater was pretty full. And when they have the boxing scene at the end, the 25-minute boxing scene of him against Apollo, people are jumping out of their seats and throwing punches into the air and cheering. And it was like being at a live fight. It was so great and so unexpected. Just didn't see it come in and loved it. That's what I remember. It was uh, all-time great. And yes. little did anybody know then, and little did at the time, neither you nor I were a Philadelphia resident, that we'd know that it would become such a big part of yeah, our lives. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to get back to the Garcia thing. and I'm gonna, uh, We got our giveaway today. $50 gift certificate to Shive Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. And here's what it is today. Jeff Garcia was here for a season. He started... Five, I think he started. No, he started five games because he won five games at the end of the year. Maybe he went five and one, whatever. And that was it. And then he left. He actually came back for like a cup of coffee a few years later. But that was it. He was pretty much one and done. And he was a hero. He got the Eagles into the playoffs. He was great. Give us the guy who had the best, really short career here, a season, maybe a season and a half. He came. He went. He was brilliant. We love him. The winner gets the $50 gift certificate to Shibe Sports. You want to throw out a name to start, Jody? By all means. Uh, if you want me to, but I would. And you, you want to wait I, on it? I, I do because okay. I want to give the callers a chance because there is no doubt in my mind that I have not a name. I have the name. Oh, the guy okay. who then just let's... matches the description that you just put out there to a T. All right. Then let's, we'll hold on to that now. As always, the esteemed Professor Kyle Quinn is the judge on this. And, and Kyle... Oh, by the way, Kyle's with me because he's a smart man. That is correct. Oh, you've already discussed it. No, I have not, but I have complete and utter faith in Kyle. Oh, oh so <laughs> sight you. unseen, you're believing in Kyle here. Okay. Uh, as always, there is one essential rule. Kyle, what's the rule for callers on this? Well, they have to give a good sports point before they give their uh, answer correct. to the contest. Yeah. Correct. Don't don't just call up to win a prize. You got to have a valid and interesting point. Uh, I know I'm late, but I want to sneak in a call here before the break. Mitchie Tools uh, is with uh -huh. us, and Mitch. Uh, before you you talk, I just want to. Um, I saw you earlier this week. Uh, extend my sympathies for the passing of your mom. Was just a great woman, and yeah. um, both the funeral and the shiver were just beautiful affairs. So my best to yeah. you and, and all your family. Thank you. Hi, Jody. How you doing? Mitch, good to hear from you, buddy. Hey, My so, condolences. Yeah. Boy, Jeff Garcia, I remember people were getting jerseys here. He was he was God for those five games. It was great. It was great. Beat Dallas on Christmas Day in Dallas. Oh, my God. I mean, it was like, let's just sign him long-term here. You know, forget <laughs> right. Unbelievable. True. Right. People there, were were, ready. there was some ready to move on from McNabb. Absolutely yes. right. Yes. yes. Yes, I remember that. It was like everybody was talking about You know, Fletcher Cox... Okay, he'll give you. He'll you know he, he's not here next year, but he's he's still going to give you you know a, a couple tackles and his presence there. You know he's still he's still a big guy, but you know Jordan Davis is definitely missed. And uh, but listen, eight and one sounds still sounds fantastic, and I think Sunday they'll have no problems. You know, twenty seven to seventeen Eagles. Uh okay. 
I, yeah, it might might be closer. But I mean, we're going to pick our we're going to make our picks at the end. Yeah. So Mitch, you know, you're in the, the flyers, do not panic I mean, move, right? The Flyers can they win a can they win a couple games straight? My God, unbelievable. Well, uh, I would suggest that the Flyers <laughs> we have seen over the last five games is probably closer to reality than what we saw before that. Yeah. Ah, bring back the old talking about old. You know, you were talking about Sproles and everything. Ah. It's not the same to fly guys, you know? No. The old it is flyers. Not. Mitch, again, uh, I love you and all my best to your family, pal. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, you thank got you. it. 215 592 9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now taking your calls coming up on 94 WIP. As Kate Scott last night, as the Sixers uh, beat the Bucks in a in a nice win, but potentially costly win, Tyrese Maxey leaves the game in the second quarter with a foot injury. Adrian Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reported that X rays were negative. He's going to have an MRI today. Uh, we'll see what happens. Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, managed the backcourt in the second half, did a nice job uh, with Cork Maz out. They they won and beat with 32. Um, I don't know. Jody, they beat the Bucks, which is kind of nice. Uh, very, I think they're at 500 for the first time now. Very dominant stretch uh, by Joel Embiid these last three games. Been off the charts great, and that's why he is the man here in town. Uh, again, uh, you get your reactions from so many different places. Yeah, every once in a while, Joel is a no-show and just doesn't seem to be giving the effort and not busting it, getting up and down the floor. The guy's as talented as any player there is in the NBA. There's a reason why he's been the, uh, the runner-up for the MVP two years running. And right now, I would put him right there at the top of the list for the MVP again. Now, the Sixers have to get a little bit over 500. You're right. Uh, but they have won three in a row. And he is he's worth the price of admission all by himself. Yeah. Meanwhile, Flyers have lost five in a row, as we said with Mitch. Torts is getting salty. Uh, oh, said, it's going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> really? You know, hiring him, like half half of the excitement is when is he going to go off? And he's, exactly. He's sniped a few times. Said the other day, it's hard to identify who we are until we get some damn players back. I really have to be careful about staying patient with this until we find out who we are and when we have a few important guys who are out. Uh, because he had started to rip his own club, and then he realized, like, eh, maybe I'll wait. But he will, and he'll rip the media, and uh, he's the show. And and the fans. Uh, and I, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Well, in, in a way surprised, but also disappointed, because there's two different uh, views here. Number one is what's best for the team, and number two, what's best for entertainment purposes with a team that you really don't believe is going anywhere anyway. Uh, Tortorella is the most uh, exciting thing about the Flyers right now, and he had been good. He had been tempering his uh, evaluation of his own talent, which he hasn't been in other places He's getting close. It's it's like the bubbling volcano. You can see the bubbling, and you know at some point the eruption's going to come. Uh, to his credit, he hasn't gone there yet with his players. Oh, he's gone there with others. Uh, he's had a couple of quotes. Well, when others say, well, who are others? The media, the fans. He, he doesn't yeah. want to get involved in his own room just yet. Uh, but uh, mark my words, the eruption is coming. 
Yeah. Can't wait. Because <laughs> I, I got to be honest, I'm having a hard time watching that team. They just there's, and I appreciate that he's the coach, and they were they were doing better for a while, but you know they're not good. So he's kind of he's the show. They have no scorers, Clint. No, they, they have no guys who can put the puck in the net. They have no, no. snipers. They have no. no power plays. No Tim Kerr on this team who can plant himself on the doorstep and get goals. The defense has improved. D'Angelo's been pretty damn good, and I know there was some controversy to him coming here. He's he can move the puck, and he's a pretty good player. He's actually, in my opinion, one of their better offensive players on the back line. Um, but they just don't have scores on this team. No, they do not. Eric in Maryland is with us. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning, fellas. Morning. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, Sproles. Uh, I'm all for him uh, coming back and everything uh, just for a trial. But, you know, you got to remember uh, his last two years with the Eagles, he was hurt all season. Yes, he and was. My, con- my concern would be, you know, two, two and a half years laid off, coming back, going to get hit. Even though he just wants to return punts, and kickoffs, you're still going to get hit at some point. And, you know, I just worry about, you know, him getting injured like he was previously. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, it is kind of a pipe dream. And we loved him here, and he was an extremely valuable player. But actually, his last three seasons he was hurt. You remember the Super Bowl season, he was injured, played three games. 2018, he played six games. 2019, he played six games. So his last full season was 2016. Yeah, long way. Jody, I don't know if your daughter was old enough to vote in 2016. Uh, barely, yes, she was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and and that you you uh, coined it well. Pipe dream. That's what this is. It's a pipe dream. But I get it because in a week where they get Linval Joseph off the couch and get uh, Dominican Sue off the couch. I can see where Darren Sproles gets a little excited and flexes his go. verbal muscles and on a national show says, I can go back and do that. I, yeah. I help a team for a great Super Bowl run. Yeah, Corey Simon. I, 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 would, I, I, would, I would definitely give him a shot, but whereas, like, Joseph and Sue, you know, are a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Sue game, had a good year ready. last year. Right. Well, while, while, you know, Sproles was enjoying retired life. I, I hear you. Uh, Eric. Who was the short-term hero? I guess that's what we'll call it. Uh, I'm going to go with Sean Barber. Sean Barber, linebacker. Good yep. play. Yeah, I remember. I think he went to Washington after that. Uh, yeah, he, he, he did real well for us that, that season and a half that we got him. Yeah, he was he good. And he just kind of left. I don't know that he's going to end up being the winner. I think he left as a free agent. Not sure he's going to be the winner, but I, I remember – Remember him fondly, I guess. Sure. Yeah, he was a good, solid uh, Eagle linebacker. I, I, I'd say it's a, it's a good shot. Uh, I got better. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love your confidence with your answer. Yes. <laughs> Mine wins. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Jody. I can get you a deal at Shipe Sports if you need. Uh, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.